Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hello, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Welcome back in studio, Travis. It's nice to smell you. Oh, thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to discuss some polling data. Who doesn't love that? Mm, Donald Trump versus Ron DeSantis, potential Republican primary. Are we going to see it in 2023, 2024? If so, Donald Trump seems to have a bit of a lead over Ronnie DeSantis. Will that close? Will that not? We'll discuss it also in a general between Biden and Trump and Biden and DeSantis. It is quite a tight race. So we will discuss that. We will also discuss a little bit about what's going on in Davos, Switzerland. Oh, my God. Did you guys know there's a sex worker convention there? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a sex worker convention in Davos. They just said 2,500 of them. Yeah, they're all getting together. And apparently a bunch of billionaires in the world's richest people are also there. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Unrelated. Unrelated. Unrelated, for sure. And we'll also discuss taxes. Yeah. Billionaire's favorite. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> but before we get to all that, let's do a little update. Mm-hmm. Matt Schlapp. That's right. You might recognize him if you watch all that really hot, steamy CPAC footage. <laughs> the Herschel Walker staffer who has accused him of groping his balls has filed a lawsuit against Matt Schlapp. He has also filed a lawsuit against Schlapp and his wife, Mercedes. Whoa. He alleges defamation, and he is now suing for nine million dollars he deserves it so the suit filed in a virginia circuit court seeks 9.4 million in damages and claims battery defamation and conspiracy it sounds like the jfk assassination (laughs) a little sexier though Mm. Mm. schlapp has responded via a statement from his attorney which he shared on of course twitter he says (laughs) the complaint is false and the Schlapp family is suffering unbearable (laughs) pain and stress due to the false allegation from an anonymous individual. No family should ever have to go through this, it says, and the Schlapps and their legal team are assessing countersuit Hmm. options. Wow. The staffer suit comes just weeks after the Daily Beast uh, has said that the victim, quote, sustained and, and unwanted and unsolicited sexual contact by Schlapp in October. That Herschel Walker campaign, my God, a lot going on behind the scenes. Oh, my God, of course. Yeah, Herschel Walker obviously paying for countless abortions. And then Matt Schlapp coming around and slapping everybody around. It's interesting, he's married to a woman named uh, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I always figured he'd be more of a BMW kind of guy. Ah, uh, funny. There we go. Really <laughs> fantastic. And of course, the reason that this story matters so much is the culture war continues. You have people on the forefront of said culture war, like Mr. Schlapp, who is encouraging places like North Dakota, which is considering legislation to ban all books, not just from school libraries, but from public libraries in general that contain sexual content. Mm. Oh, my God. Get rid of that Bible. And when (laughs) when it comes to Schlapp and the uh, CPAC world and, of course, the AFPAC team, Mm. they're the first ones to call out sexual misconduct whenever they see it. Unless, of course, they see it through their own eyes as they're looking at their own hands, aggressively grope the cack of someone who works (laughs) on Herschel Walker's campaign. So this is what the lawsuit states. Uh, The driver, again, 
He was the dude was going to drive Schlapp to his hotel. That's what the suit alleges. And then it says Schlapp placed his hand on Mr. Doe's leg. Mr. Doe was frozen with shock, mortification, and fear from what was happening, particularly given Mr. Schlapp's power and status Mm. in conservative political circles. The suit Mm. continues. Then Mr. Schlapp moved his hand and began aggressively fondling Mr. Doe's genital area in a sustained fashion. Again, Mr. Doe was frozen with fear and panic from what was happening. He was also driving. He was driving the car, yes. So hopefully not too frozen because he would have driven right off the bridge. The suit notes that he did not consent to Mr. Schlapp's fondling of his genital area. Uh, The staffer claims he then declined an invitation by Schlapp to, quote, come to his hotel room. Hypocrisy. It is, again, seen at its peak Mm -hmm. within the Republican Party, in this case, the Herschel Walker campaign, specifically the uh, culture war Republicans Mm -hmm. who say that they are holier than thou and you better fall in line or you're going to go burn in hell. And then you'll get slapped all over the place. (laughs) Oh, so much slap. Oh, good grief. It's on the carpet. Look, I'm just saying, if this lawsuit uh, officially does get something done with Mr. Schlapp, there are probably more accusers. If you, mm, you know what I mean? This right. could just be the beginning, especially when like money comes into it. That's when other people start to feel brave enough when there's legal challenges. And that's when you, you know that. I mean, there could be countless more people like this that Schlapp is just in, you know, in those cases those people might have not spoken up. Sure. So this, I mean, the story is he went out, he had, he bought the guy a couple of drinks again, still made him drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Slap got him hammered. There's like, drive me home. (laughs) And then he knows that your hands are, you know, because you also have to wonder if that is the case, he can say, well, you were driving drunk. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 Perhaps that was used for leverage. Mm -hmm. What's interesting to me is that. So in the lawsuit, he's anonymous. But the Schlapps definitely know who he is. Right. So that to me, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a judge and this is just hearsay. Wait, you're not a judge? Yeah. yeah Why are you on this show? I'm just Fernando. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but it makes me think they they knew what was going on because the uh, the defamation lawsuit is because Mercedes Schlapp started to like badmouth him on a group text that they had oh. personally. Right. So they basically, they already knew that they messed up. And I, that's how, mm. that's what makes me feel. They already knew they messed up and they were trying to do damage control. And now they want to out this guy publicly because they can get more people on him. Also like a, like a dumpy house of cards. These guys are Uno <laughs> cards. Yeah. Uh, and of course we want to reverse and go back in time here. If you're a schlap, because I think he realizes uh, what a mistake he's made. And of course, what mistakes he has made in the past. I suppose you could say it's a mistake if it's something that only happens once, but if it's continually, it's predatory, right? Yeah. So he texted this dude the day or the guy texted Schlapp the day after saying, I'm not going to drive for you anymore. I'm not working for you. Number one, you got me hammered. Not good for a <laughs> driver. Great. Number two, again, you grope me all over my balls. And he says, quote, I was uncomfortable with ha- with what happened last night. And as we covered on a previous episode, Schlapp responds, if you could see it in your heart to call me at the end of the day, that's right. I would appreciate it. So his wife knows that he does this. Obviously, Schlapp knows that he does this. Mm. And uh, it's a family affair, Ooh. to say the least. Very least. And I remember Schlapp had also like called him like over and over and yeah, over. Like, that's like that's when you know you're innocent. I'm just like, right. please pick up. Dear God, <laughs> I just need to tell you how innocent I am. <laughs> yes. Have you ever thought that your cock was asking for it? Oh, the way you were, you were wearing really, really tight khakis. Uh And uh, just the way that you dress like Guy Benson from Fox News. (laughs) You know, that's going to turn me on. Why did you dress like that? Mm. Why did you dress like that? (laughs) And that nine million feels adequate because if the story gets out, this man's political career is ruined. Oh, the story's already out. I mean, but his identity specifically, you know, Mm. if uh, he's Mm. never going to be able to work as a Republican ever again, because they're going to be afraid of, they're going to think he's a, he's a, Secret Democrat. Right, 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 right. Yeah, well, we'll see. Matt Schlapp and his wife, Mercedes, only the most humble of conservative (laughs) Christians out there. Uh, We'll see what happens with that lawsuit. All right. Well, speaking of lying grifters, we've got to continue George Santos. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So George Santos, a few more of his lies. He currently obviously still holds power. 
Uh, he has, uh, I believe, some committee seats. Mm. Mike, uh, Kevin McCarthy gave him some committee seats, as a matter of fact. So the dude is going along to get along here, and it doesn't seem as if he has any intention of resigning, despite the fact everybody wants him to. But at some point, they will just move on. Mm-hmm. He is. Can you imagine? He doesn't have any. Al Franken resigned over nothing, basically. Right. And Santos is just like, nah, I think I'm just going to. What if I just sit here and shut up? <laughs> it's just, you know, honestly, as long as he's not lying anymore, shutting up seems like a great idea. The man can do nothing but lie. Okay. That's all he knows how to do. He fabricated a whole bunch of things, including his 3.9 GPA average in college. He also said he was a volleyball star. Oh, <laughs> he does not look like a volleyball star. No, I don't know what's going on with this guy. He also said that he needed $3,000 because his dog had cancer. Oh. And he needed to get some treatment to okay. use that for his campaign. Wow. Indeed, as disgusting as it can get, this was done. Uh, a disabled veteran claims that George Santos, the new Republican congressman, uh, purportedly built him out of $3,000 meant to go toward life-saving care for his dog. <laughs> uh, Santos has said, no, that's not, that's not at all true. But then the guy shared a bunch of text messages allegedly sent between him and Santos. And then that backed up the whole story including little pictures of his dog. Uh, so in an interview, uh, veteran Richard Ossoff said he was connected with Santos after his service dog, Sapphire. Ooh, Sapphire, you can also find in Davos this weekend. <laughs> was diagnosed with a stomach tumor. Uh. Santos was at the time going by the name Anthony DeVolder. What? Oh, boy, I how don't many know. names does this what guy have? He's got a lot. One of them is close to Zabrowski. He went by like Zabrowski or something oh to make him God. sound more Jewish so he could get <laughs> money from Jewish folks. Right. So he was going by the name Anthony DeVolder and running an alleged charity called Friends of Pets United, oh which God. again is also a Matt Schlapp is, is a member of it. <laughs> he just thought he was friends with pets. <laughs> According to Oshoff, Santos set up a GoFundMe to raise uh, 3000 bucks for Sapphire. Uh, this is according to uh, people that were scammed by Anthony DeVolder. They say, to everyone who helped me and Sapphire raise the money for her surgery, I'm sorry to say that we were scammed by Anthony DeVolder and Friends of Pets United or Fopu. That was in a 2016 Facebook post uh, that Ossoff, I believe, wrote. Good grief. So the man has been doing this. Did he even have a real dog? That would be my so next long. question. No, the, so the veteran had the dog. It was a, a, the a veteran, veteran had the, the dog. veteran experiencing homelessness. Right. So that's how it worked. You okay. Know? Because if it's a real veteran, it's right. a real dog with a real tumor. And then uh, Santos, aka Anthony Devolder, he's like, "I'll set up the payment for and you. Then I'll, I'll set get up- you, and then I'll give you the money." Yeah. Trust me, my name is checked notes at that time. <laughs> Anthony Devolder. Devolder. <laughs> Ossoff said the dog Sapphire. Quote, never left my side in 10 Aww. years. I went through two bouts of seriously considering suicide, but thinking about leaving her without me saved my life. I love that dog so much. I inhaled her last breaths when I had her euthanized. Oh, Aww. my God. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Wow. So apparently uh, he reached out to uh, Santos afterwards, and then he said that Santos was totally uncooperative. Hmm. And so no one has any idea where the money went. Obviously, it just went to Santos and his pockets. Hmm. So a campaign bio claims Santos rammed Friends of Pets United and used it to save 2,500 dogs and cats between 2013 and 2018. Uh, The group threw a 2017 fundraiser with Santos supposedly for charity uh, and then, of course, none of the charities ever received a dime, despite the dinner, uh, the fundraiser being $50 a head for entry. Whoa. So the guy is just, it's totally freaking insane. Also, it is unverified, but possible that George Santos, when he was cashing fake checks in Brazil, <laughs> was using those fake checks to buy the most fancy earrings and the nicest dresses around. 
so he could dress as a drag queen named Katara. Katara DeValder? I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I'll send the money to my wife, Katara, in Brazil right now. <laughs> so yeah. on plane. <laughs> He's used the name Anthony DeValder, Katara, whatever. Oh the guy has a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, the drag is not the issue. The issue is when you steal, when yeah. you're buying drag with hot checks. Hot checks <laughs> in another country. Yeesh. According to Marissa Cabas, they say, I just spoke by phone with Eula Rochard, a Brazilian drag queen who was friends with George Santos when he lived near Rio. Uh, they go on. She said everyone knew him as Anthony, never George. So apparently huh. he was going by Anthony then or by his drag name, Katara. And confirms uh, the photo that was shown was taken in 2008. So Hmm. there you go. Uh, Another fun story in the life of George Santos or Zabrowski or (laughs) Or Dabalder, whatever. So, okay. So uh, I I personally don't think the Republicans are going to get rid of him because it's a game of numbers. And that's one vote they want. They stand by their man. Oh, sure. But. So say he is found to have written hot checks in Brazil. This becomes a felony in another country. Is he ineligible to be elected? I mean, he's a I, felon at that I point. I mean, again, I think... You can be a felon, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in it, another it, country, especially, I guess. It comes down to the the process in New York State of how to replace a congressman. Wow. This is what's going on in kind of the minutia of it. So a NASA County Democrat uh, who vied for the congressional seat now held, again, by George Santos... Obviously, he's called him a liar, this, that, and the other, and all of those things are true. They're also saying that he should have his passport revoked because Mm. he is a flight risk. County legislator Joshua Lafazian, 28, called Santos without exaggeration, this is a quote, without exaggeration, the biggest fraud in modern American politics. Where's the lie? That's saying a lot. That was during a news conference at LaGuardia Airport where you're only going to get the truth. Mm. And a pretzel. Lafazian reminded reporters that Santos was under investigation at, again, quote, local, state, federal, and international levels right. for a myriad of alleged offenses, including campaign finance violation uh-huh. and conspiracy to defraud the United States. Oof. So, again, he's reportedly being probed in Brazil mm. in connection with the stolen checks. Lafazian says... Any one of those allegations is enough to put somebody behind bars. But when taken together, we are looking at a serious indictment. And George Santos is facing serious jail time here in the United States. The county lawmaker added that it is, quote, naive to believe that if an indictment is pending, that George Santos wouldn't take extraordinary measures to flee the country in order to avoid jail time. Lafazian finished. People have their passports revoked for much, much less. That's he is great. a high-profile flight risk. I could see him dressing up as Katara, a, as <laughs> Katara, <laughs> as, an air, as an airline port. attendant, uh, saying, "This is my dog that I stole from a veteran." <laughs> He's both the best and worst grifter. Yeah, because if you are going to make a career out of grifting, you can't like win a congressional seat <laughs> right like why do out of all the That's things he true. did that you, was the worst con <laughs> you, yet you went more public with it yeah if this guy had an accent he would probably be like an arnold schwarzenegger gay supervillain if you kind of think about it right. he's like it's he's like d- all the things combined yeah what? he's like international criminal yeah even the way he sits he sits with his with his hands yeah, in the triangle Yes, how can I defraud these people now? <laughs> yes, the thing is, I'm going to order a small general sales chicken, but I'm going to ask for extra chicken, which makes it a medium size. <laughs> Very intriguing indeed. Oh, he's he's like defrauding the, guy, the Chinese food people. He's like the guy who does like YouTube hacks where it's like, all you got to do is get a small coffee from Starbucks, ask for a cup of ice, <laughs> pour the small coffee, and now you got yourself a grande. Whoa, now you got a grande. Folks, yep. folks. What if I'll just pay the extra dollar so I don't have to do this in my fucking car? <laughs> oh, my God. The Constitution prohibits the arrest of members of Congress while traveling to the House or while on the floor of Congress, except for treason, felony, or breach of the peace. So, interestingly enough, hmm. he might get a little shield Wow! If he just stays in the Capitol, that's just moves why. In and lives if in he literally, <laughs> Matt Gates just lives right. there. Truly, I think he just has to... 
ironically stay in the closet of his office <laughs> and then he can't be arrested unless for treason which isn't currently one of the charges that's fascinating that's why in all the c-span footage he's always just kind of like sticking his head in other people's conversations because he's just like i need to be here at all times if i leave this building i will be arrested my favorite footage wow, of him he's in- like under house arrest legitimately yeah, yeah house of representatives arrest and then <laughs> there's that footage of him like walking through the halls and reporters trying to talk to him and then that other twink one of his twink assistants <laughs> just like twinks. stop no questions no questions <laughs> it was pretty adorable, it's adorable. you know if you are someone who just wants to have a time in washington <laughs> being this dude's like I'll, I'll, I'm the, what is it, maitre d', the escort right. from the elevator to, uh, to the chambers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What a, what a hundred yard marathon that is. That's, wow. Yeah. It's more difficult than being an NFL running back. I would rather get tackled than have a bunch of reporters be like, so Katara, yeah. hey Katara, Katara. What, what was your favorite song to sing Katara? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We're going to find out he was on RuPaul's at one point or oh something. Oh my God. He is RuPaul. Oh my God. No, Ru would never do that. Never do that. Ruth's classy. Ruth's classy. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of true grifters as well, let's move on to things that are technically legal. And the question is, should they be? As we mentioned, Davos, Switzerland. The only thing that's neutral here, again, is the sex workers that are over there trying to pleasure the politicians Mm. who haven't had sex uh, consensually in over a decade. (laughs) So Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema, and I believe it's Chris Coons, the Democrat out of Delaware. Mm -hmm. They were all at the World Economic Forum in Davos. Also, uh, Governor Brian Kemp was there. Hmm. Why? Why are you there? Why are you the Republican? You're the uh, Georgia governor. Why are you there? Why is Manchin there? Why is Coons there? Why is Cinema there? Again, it's because we live in a world of blurred lines mm. when it comes to politicians and the people that run the economics of this world. Now, you know that there was a you know that they know that this is bad optics because everything was real quiet. Yes. Right. Nobody knew. Like every other time that a politician does something, they want you to see it. Mm -hmm. There's a whole ticker tack parade and they're like, look at this. I'm almost doing something good. I sent thoughts and prayers and I licked the tears off the eyes of that woman (laughs) that was crying because of the death of her son. Mm -hmm. I did that. Look no further than Ted Cruz after the Uvalde shooting. Mm-hmm. U.S. lawmakers quietly took part in a private ritzy lunch. This was at, again, the World Economic Forum. It featured dozens of influential business leaders. Mm. Lawmakers in attendance included members of the U.S. congressional delegation. Again, the aforementioned Joe Manchin, Chris Coons, Kirsten Sinema, and Brian frickin' Kemp. Hmm. Coons and Manchin each separately addressed the crowd of corporate leaders at the lunch. Coons discussed USAID being given to Ukraine following Russia's invasion. Will Manchin, who is the chairman of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee, called for American energy independence. This person noticed Congress passed $40 billion in additional aid for Ukraine this year. Uh, the private lunch was held at the Hotel Schatzlop. Hmm. What? It's Hotel Schatzlop. That's where Matt Schlapps like to hang out. Too. <laughs> so there you go. The business leaders come from a wide variety of backgrounds, including the CEO of Hewlett Packard Enterprises, mm. Klaus Schwab, 
And of course, we have many, many others. Coons told CNBC on the sidelines before the lunch that members of the congressional delegation were heading to the lunch with, quote, about 50 CEOs. He didn't say which executives were scheduled to attend. Hmm. So perhaps some backroom deals were discussed there. And we'll see how these corporations are able to get a little bit more money as people suffer because they're, again, the ones who get to hang out with the politicians in beautiful Switzerland. Speaking of very wealthy grifters, Peter Thiel, Mm. the man behind J.D. Vance's Senate campaign, J.D. Vance, of course, currently a senator. He was a dude behind Bitcoin. Peter Thiel, that is, as the decline was occurring, Peter Thiel was slowly withdrawing the amount of Bitcoin he had invested in, almost as if he knew it what was, was going to yeah, happen. Really? How is this any different than what that uh, Madison, Madison Cawthorn did? This is a pump and dump, isn't it? <sighs> you know, he doesn't own Bitcoin, so it's a little bit different. He was just, uh, he was watching what corporations were doing, and he has, you know, inside knowledge somehow, right. or he just read the tea leaves, whatever. The tea mm-hmm. leaves? Right. Mm. The tea leaves. Yeah, but, you know, Peter Thiel is uh, w- one of the billionaires responsible for uh, uh, creating Ethereum. He's the guy that gave billions of dollars to Vitalik Buterin to create Ethereum. So Mm. this guy has his hands in all of the crypto. And so it comes and goes, but he's still making money up or down. Wow. Yeah. And then buying Senate seats, basically. Right. Fascinating. The price of Bitcoin, which was first launched in 2009, surged dramatically Mm -hmm. from roughly $750 in 2014 to an all-time high of more than $65,000. By November 2021, wow. however, it was seen as quite volatile. It could only be good for so long, mm-hmm. much like Tom Brady. It's, <laughs> it's what, 21000 now? So, I mean, he, he probably banked in on all that that whole time. Exactly. Wow. But the hypocrisy comes in when he was telling people to continue to exactly. buy. Yeah, That's exactly. why this is a story. And now we have people like Sam Bankman-Fried, who is being charged with multiple fraud charges. What's the difference? What's the difference between Peter Thiel being like, bye, 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 bye. Same thing with these motherfuckers when COVID was happening. Mm-hmm. They got out of the meeting. They knew the government. They knew the, um, the economics were about to slow down. Right. They knew the entire world was about to come mm-hmm. to a halt. And everyone's like, everything's looking great in the market. Don't bother. All these pieces of shit that were in the uh, right. in the meetings where they knew what was going to happen economically and they told everyone to continue to invest in the Mm -hmm. market. Don't pull out now. Why would you even bother? Not when you can have a baby inside of me that is born (laughs) and then you have to pay for all. You have to pay for it forever. And oh, it turns out it's got eight heads and now you have to like take care of it and your life is over. I don't know if that's possible. It's it's similar. But again, the difference is uh, Peter Thiel, he's more like gaming the system Mm -hmm. versus uh, the FTX guy, Sam Bankman-Fried, who was actually creating a scam. Which hmm. is what, like the Let's Go Brandon coin that uh, Madison that Cawthorn, Cawthorn, yeah, the yeah. Cawthorn. They actually created a scam with. They created something with the thought that I'm going to pull this money once it's a certain value. Hmm. Versus Peter Thiel, which he's just investing into something that already exists and taking hmm. advantage of that. So that's hmm. the that's the difference there. Right. What bothers me more most about the Davos conference was the how they said that Cinema and Mansion were high fiving each other over keeping the filibuster. Whoa! Right. They're so proud of themselves that racism and uh, all that stuff still lives, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Mansion. Mm. Cinema. Uh-huh. They're having a great time right now, hanging out again with all the gals that money can buy. Sent, uh, uh, what's going on right now in Davos? Again, it, they're having a lot of fun. They have their lunches. They have their power brunches. And then at night, they like to party. 2,500 sex workers were <laughs> shipped there over the night. Wow. Uh, one gal goes by the name Liana. Ooh, Ooh, I bet you. Katara? Could be Katara. And I'm actually happy for these folks over there. Make this money while you can. And dare I say, they actually should be uh, getting paid a lot more. Uh, Liliana is going for $750 per hour. I mean, I was just in Vegas this past weekend. These guys can afford more than that. Or (laughs) $2,500 to spend the whole night. Now, that's that's too cheap. It's too cheap. I think they got to charge them a little bit more than that. Hmm. And again, the only thing is the hypocrisy of a lot of these people who preach one thing and do another. Mm -hmm. A woman who manages an escort service based in the Swiss town of Argo. It's located about 100 miles from Davos. They said that they received 11 bookings and 25 inquiries. 
And of course, the escort service manager said some also book escorts for themselves and their employees to party in the hotel suites. You can have a little fun when you're fucking over the entire country and the world. (laughs) Right. A German sex worker took to Twitter to describe her experience mingling with the Davos crowd and their and their security detail. This is what uh, Salome Balthus wrote. Date in Switzerland during hashtag WWF <laughs> uh, means looking at the gun muzzles of security guards in the hotel corridor at 2 a.m. and then sharing the giveaway chocolates from the restaurant with them and then gossiping about the rich. Hashtag Davos. Hashtag WEF. Hmm. There you go. A lot of hashtags in there. Wow. I didn't. I didn't that's great. Good she tweeted, them. believe me. You don't want to get into litigation with them. Ooh, <laughs> wow. It's crazy. It's like they, they literally are employing the people that their policies are destroying. It's, yeah. they, they're, oh, just, yeah. they're just living and thriving in the evil. It's like Matt Schlapp. He's like, he's, he, he, he wants part of that world, you wow. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Balthals tweeted that politicians are unlikely to solicit the services. Uh, They say they neither have the time nor the desire. Oh, there you go. She says you have to choose between drug, sex, or political power. The latter is stronger. It doesn't leave room for other interests and eats up people completely. Ooh. Intriguing indeed. So they're just boning all the business, folks. Mm. Well, Chris Coons and Brian Kemp are out there <laughs> manipulating, sucking each other. Okay. <laughs> Who right. knows? Where's what George happens? Santos fit in here? Let him have some. Who knows? I don't think George Santos wants to hang out there. <laughs> he would be overwhelmed. <laughs> I do think he gets overwhelmed easily. All right. Well, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on right now with the Republicans and the idea of a quote unquote fair tax. Mm, so billionaires might love it. They might. So the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he reportedly promised his party's conservative hardliners a vote on legislation that would scrap the entire American tax code and replace it with a jumbo-sized national sales tax. Uh, this is according to Grover Norquist. He's the dean of D.C. anti-tax activists. Mm. He says this is a political gift to Biden and the Democrats. Mm. I think he goes on. I think that this is the first significant problem created for the Republican Party by the 20 people who thought that there was no downside to the approach they took. Of course, that was when it was coming to um, standing in the way of right. Kevin McCarthy mm-hmm. becoming the head of the House. So. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I want to talk a little bit about the fair tax and what does it look like? As we talked about on episodes previous, the IRS is currently going after lower income people for back paid taxes. So what this would do was a fair tax would swap out income, payroll, estate and corporate levies for a 30 percent national sales tax. Now, there are some people who say that this would hurt lower income people more than our current system. but I just don't know if that's the case. I, Fernando, yep. your insurance just went up. Right. My insurance is just going to go up for mm-hmm. our for our automobiles. Yes. They went up 30%. 23. But that's a 23%. That's a lot. But because of California. Perhaps directly, yeah. in the 80s and 90s and maybe even in the early aughts, maybe that would be the case. But it seems like with the IRS doing what it does today, the 
people of lower economic means are getting completely and utterly mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. And so if you get rid of income, payroll, estate and corporate, uh, you know, levies for a 30 percent sales tax, I, I feel like that will hurt the people who buy the most. Yes. Right. So I don't really get the logic that it's going to hurt lower income folks, many of them who might be subsidized slightly by the U.S. government anyway. You know, if you're shopping at, you know, Walmart, I don't see how this would have a more negative effect on your on your on your um, bank account than our current system. Because right now you get your paycheck, half of it's carved out and gone. Right. It seems like I would just rather have all of it and then decide if I want to go buy something and then pay a 30 percent sales tax. Not just when you get paid, because what about your property tax? What about right. all the other taxes you have to pay at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. So this tax would eliminate all of that. There right? was a tax in, in California that I believe uh, well, it was close to passing if it didn't pass. And that was going to charge people the amount their mortgage was going to go up based on how much the house that they lived in is er, worth now. Oh. So if you bought a house in the 1950s for, you know, $15,000 and now it's worth $1.3 million because you live in North Hollywood, they want to charge you as if your house is worth $1.3 million. So that's not good. Right. I feel, so it's I, I don't even like putting the conservative, you know, frame or the, that term in front of in front of this, because I think that with the way that the tax code is written now, maybe a sales tax getting rid of all the other taxes is the way to go. I know. But I know least, it's, you know, there's a lot of debate there. Right. I, I, for me, the first time I ever heard of the the flat tax, the fair tax, uh, was Steve Forbes, 1996, his presidential campaign. He oh, was, and he was so charming. He really sold it as in he made you sleep so hard <laughs> when he talked about any kind of tax. But that idea has carried on. It is more popular in conservative circles. Obviously, billionaires, millionaires would love to cut but you all know, the income taxes But these entirely. things do change sometimes. Sure. Well, and and Bill Weld, who was Gary Johnson's vice presidential candidate in 2016, also agreed that you could essentially eliminate all other federal taxes and replace it with a blanket 14 percent. He chose that number specifically, 14 percent sales tax. I don't know how he came up with that math. But the idea there is that the more you consume, the more you pay. It comes off like a consumption tax. So to your point, Ben, about does this help or hurt? Um, uh, lower income folks, because obviously they're paying sales taxes anyway, day to day on everything they buy. You raise that sales tax. Yes, they are paying more every day when they go to the store. But, but now also they're paying you, both. But if you consume less, right, if you consume less and you aren't losing, what, 40 percent of your income every year to an income tax, mm-hmm. maybe it balances out. So I don't know. Someone's got to do the math. You're a billionaire. You live on debt because that's what a lot of these billionaires right. do. They don't even have assets. Tax-free debt. Tax-free debt, right? You should be taxed on the yacht that you just fucking bought. Oh, my God. You just re- I just realized what this is. This isn't technically if you say, oh, well, we don't want to charge poor people more. It's a psyop because right now with the current tax oh system, they don't pay taxes. They don't pay. They live don't... on it for debt. Yes. That's and the... so this way they would pay taxes. And that's the other thing. That... There's no loophole. And I they're the ones who buy these billion that. dollar things. That's and then, right. you know, what is that? Three hundred million in taxes or what? Right my math is probably wrong. No, you're but good. You're good. Well, the sales tax or consumption tax, it is the least avoidable tax because if you buy anything, you purchase anything it's on there already there aren't all these loopholes that the billionaires find or the corporations carve out for themselves when it comes to income tax corporate tax corporate taxes corporations paying zero now it would actually be you know they can't avoid paying the sales tax if they're buying anything i don't i this is one of those areas where i think we live in a binary system Mm. and this is why we kind of get fucked you can be a I think you could be a left-leaning person and be fine with a fair tax. Maybe. I don't know. It's, I mean, because just the way that it's being done now, the way that exactly. we, they just added the thousands and thousands of IRS employees. And as we talked about, with 1.27% of all audits being done on lower income people, and then 1.1 was being done on the billionaires exactly. and wealthier people. And then, of course, you think about it, there's a lot more poor there's people than rich people. more. Yeah. So they're bilking them every, every single way. So this might have shifted. Just given our given the tax code policies that have been put in place the past 30 years. And that would also change the way the IRS is structured, because what what do we need so many maybe agents for? Right. With if everyone's just supposed to pay taxes at the store, at the Walmart, at the grocery store. Well, don't forget the IRS was created as a result of the income tax being 
passed in what 1913 it was all part of the same banking overhaul in the united states you had your federal reserve which libertarians are very against your income tax libertarians are very against and then uh yeah and then the creation of the irs essentially so this would you know cause ripples and waves in terms of how banking is done but also just how business is conducted at the federal government i it's just just seems like there are some people buying a lot of things and we're all getting taxed the same and I wonder if perhaps uh, they could be able to pay a little bit more. That's honestly, this would be the, to me the most American way. It's crazy to me that we uh, like imagine if instead of you paying taxes every time on your income, it was just a guy that showed up at your door at the end of the year. You'd freak out when you realize how much of your money he's taking. Right. Right. You know what I mean? If the end of the year is like, give me $40,000 oh, yeah, $100,000 paycheck. Oof. So I so this is just. As a, as a person that buys things and as, as a tax paying person, this to me just seems better. I mm-hmm. would understand, okay, I'm about to pay 30%, but the rest of the money I make, it's all mine. And it's a direct tax, which if you really want to get in the nerdy weeds, I think there's an old top hat where I came on with you and Marcus mm. 10 years ago or Woo. so, really trying to break down the Federal Reserve. But in the Constitution, they call for uh, taxes to be either direct or indirect, meaning indirect, it's like a cigarette or a gas tax. You buy a thing, but it only applies to the people who are buying that that thing. thing. And then direct taxes is something that applies to everyone equally. Income tax does neither, right? Because it it doesn't apply to everyone equally, but it also does not only apply to people who have income. So it's it's this weird no man's land of tax logic. Yeah, I mean, all of those, uh, you know, top secret documents that Biden miraculously had in his garage were all by a very expensive Corvette. I was using, hold on there, Corn Pop, I was using what? a wax down these you sweet, were, sweet you, Corvette tires. Yeah. Which is so a whole dumb. nother story. Look how shiny story, they but... are. You can't even read that document no more. It's got it covered in shine. <laughs> it is nice and shiny. If Thank you see you. your neighbor's house being raided and they're taking out all the classified documents, I think that's a good time to look in your house mm-hmm. and make sure you don't got none make of sure, I better check. <laughs> better check my clearance. Well, we'll discuss that more as time goes on as well. Also, when it comes to the economy, Microsoft, they're struggling. So they have to lay Fire. off 10,000 employees. Uh, as revenue growth slows, mm. God forbid they have like a day where things aren't what it used to be yesterday, even though yesterday was just an inflated number. Microsoft is still, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Minecraft is still a top selling game. This company is not losing any money. Right. It is a complete affront to Americans. It's almost, and it's it's not just, it's worldwide, right? It's a worldwide firing. Five, five really? percent of Microsoft's workforce is going to be laid off. <sighs> as part of the company's plans to align uh, its, quote, cost structure with its revenue where customers, where the customer demand is. Hmm. Interesting. So and of course, we we'd covered on previous shows that Facebook, Meta, had laid off a bunch of people, yeah. right? And of course, we know Twitter. Whoa, Elon <laughs> Musk loves firing people at Twitter. According to CEO Satya Daniela, uh, they say uh, customers accelerated their digital spending during the coronavirus pandemic. But uh, now it looks like it's slowed. So they need to optimize. They need to do more with less. Uh, He goes on to say, we know this is a challenging time for the people impacted. The senior leadership team and I are committed. Oh, as we go through this process, we will do so in the most thoughtful and transparent way possible. Take a pay cut then. Yeah. Nadella said Microsoft is taking on a $1.2 billion charge in the second quarter of the fiscal year. It's related to severance costs. So it's been hard. Oh, it's wow. been hard when you when you let somebody know it's hard because we have to pay them because we isn't that sad. <laughs> he said employees and jobs being eliminated will have Microsoft's. This is a quote. Oh, my God. This is so fucking infuriating. Oh, boy. Again, he said employees and jobs being eliminated will, quote, have Microsoft's full support. during the the transition and those eligible for U.S. benefits will receive severance pay above market value. Okay. Continued health care coverage and vesting stock awards for six months. I got an idea for full support, guys. Okay. Let me keep my job. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Let me keep with the benefits. I, I mean, no. I would love, I would love the insurance. We had you have our full support. You're so sweet. <laughs> Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. Nadella says, as a company, our success must be aligned to the world's success. It all ties together with Davos. That mm-hmm. means every one of us and every team across the company must raise the bar and perform better than the competition to oh. deliver meaningful innovation that customers, communities, and countries can truly benefit from. 
If we deliver on this, we will emerge stronger and thrive long into the future. Hmm. It's as simple as that. That's what he says. Is it as simple it's as, as simple that? as that. Okay. You just lay off 10,000 people. You bang a couple of goddamn <laughs> yes. sex workers out in Davos. Davos. You hang out with some senators you and some politicians. <laughs> Absolutely. Boom, bang, bang. It's as simple as that. Tell you what. 10,000 of you go to Davos. They're, they're in need of more sex workers there. Some of them are charging as high as $25 a night. Can you believe that? Take some free market economics there. As uh, you mentioned, uh, Travis, Amazon announced that it's going to lay off 18,000 employees. Wow. So it's Amazon, Meta, Twitter, Microsoft. Who else? And Meta announced in November it planned to lay off 11,000 employees. Ooh. So there you go. Just... They're when just you, making uh, new sex workers all over the world. Because we hired a lot during the pandemic. Oh, you mean when the government was subsidizing employees, you took advantage and hired hundreds of thousands, and now you don't need them anymore, so you're getting rid of them. Exactly. You have a full support. The thing is, you got a full support. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're fucking fired. Okay. <laughs> but you got a full support. Oh, thanks. Want to get hammered and work for the Schlapp team? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And also why people are so fucking pissed off. Yeah. I mean, corporations are making record profits too. I mean, inflation. We've seen the memos, the leaked memos. Oh, they love inflation. They love inflation. We're going to lay some people off. We're going to make them more desperate for work. And then they're all going to end up at Davos where I can be like, oh, hey, Frank, how you doing? You're a sex worker now, huh? Yes, indeed. Good to see you. I Get hate sucking. <laughs> this is a joke, but it's so true. It's pro- it's the I pipeline. Know. It is the pipeline. It's the pipeline to sex work in Dallas. And, you know, it's one of those things, too. Like, that's why I always knew the the lie was, like, you get a nice job. You retire at 65. Mm. It's all good. I knew. I knew it was fucking dog shit from the beginning. But there are people that, you know, maybe they wanted to trust the system a little bit right, more. Right. Yeah. And this is why you have a, this is why you have the Miltons from office space who end up burning down right. the entire company. <laughs> right, right, right. Because you're there one day, you're overworked, you sit at that life draining desk. You know, do you have the TPS reports? Do you get the TPS mm-hmm. reports? And then the bobs come in <laughs> right. and then you're fired. And then your wife is like, you're a fucking loser, Harry. You're right. a loser. Right. And then Microsoft <laughs> is like, you got a full support. And then you just sit there. And then the only thing you see is just a bottle of Jim Beam and a gun. Oh. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, what else do I have to do? And then you see George Santos on TV. and You're like, I should have done what that guy did. You should have lied. He's lived a very interesting life. Everyone's just a bunch of fucking liars and assholes. And they all seem to be having all the money and fun and i tried to do the thing the right way and uh you get a memo one morning saying that you're no longer needed because the company wants to save like it's like a such a fraction of a percentage right of how much they make we you have our full support while on instagram you see the ceo buy another island or something exactly you know, just, which that's it, another reason why to have a how much does an island how much are you going to get taxed on that if you got yourself a fair tax Ooh, i wonder how much islands are going for seriously I have no idea <laughs> i bet <laughs> you would, you could buy we would a, not know no maybe if we all cobble our money together we might be able to get like I don't know, like the tip of a Florida key. Ooh, I love a good key. That's all you need. Mm. I just like the the tip sometimes. Oh, <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> Fernando, were you in Davos? <laughs> and then Ted Cruz is like, that's the whole thing. Oh, okay. Matt Schlapp was so nice. He just put the tip in. <laughs> that was the whole thing, man. Uh, Schlapp loves the tip. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of dickheads, let's talk a little bit of just lastly about <laughs> some that. polling data. It is interesting what happens as, of course, the golden boy in the Republican Party was Ron DeSantis after he beat the crap out of Charlie Crist (laughs) to maintain being a governor of Florida. But perhaps the love hasn't lasted long for Ron DeSantis and the Republican primary voters. According to her morning consult poll, and again, we take every poll with a grain of salt, But it's all we got as social Mm -hmm. scientists. This is what we have to go on. It showed that Donald Trump would have 48 percent of support among potential Republican primary voters, followed sharply by Ron DeSantis with only 31 percent. And now as time has gone on, Ron DeSantis, again, continuing the culture war, um, continuing to uh seed his name all across the country has been a staunch conservative that can take on Donald Trump and Joe Biden. But the name recognition is still with Donald. And now that we have the sort of dueling classified material conversation Mm -hmm. happening, much like when 
Trump was running against Hillary and it was all the sexual assault stuff, grab him by the pussy. And then Trump was like, well, your husband's a serial rapist. And now, boom, they continually try to like neutralize everything and be like, yes, but you do the same thing. And so now we can't have this conversation. It's a black hole of American politics. I wonder if that has played into some of the recent polling where people thought, oh, that's it. Trump is done because of the Mar-a-Lago raid and the classified information uh, theft from the White House. And then, boom, Biden comes in and was just like, hold my beer. (laughs) I got these papers in my garage. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we were just talking about the the big tech corporations. Um, One thing that I also saw in the news was that Donald Trump is reapplying to Meta to get back on Facebook and trying to get back on Twitter, which means he probably understands now. Because at first, remember, he was like, I don't even want it. I don't even want to be back. You could have had a bad bitch Twitter. <laughs> Everyone's going to truth. But now it's like, oh, maybe he does need that tool to continue to yeah. broaden the name, not the name recognition, but at least the influence. The, that and the messaging. Had. Yes, of course. And that's why, again, the uh, the classified scandals continue mm. when it comes to documents being taken from the White House. If I leave my job, I'm just the only, I don't take anything. I leave a dump in the desk. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know why these people are like, nah, I bet I, I better steal the paperwork, though. I love yeah. that paperwork. Yes, yes. When it comes to this poll, former vice president, speaking of vice presidents, Mike Pence, he came in third with 8%, <laughs> followed by Liz Cheney. <laughs> oh. With 3%. What is with this poll? But my favorite thing about all of it is. Uh-huh. Ted Cruz. Oh, where's he at? Two. He's oh, behind Liz Cheney. Baby. He's behind Liz Cheney, a woman who denounced the party. <laughs> hold on. Okay, so we got Trump number one, DeSantis number two, Pence number three, Liz Cheney number four, and uh, let me check my notes. Let me check my notes. Number five, a dude who got a white claw pegged at him. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the guy who couldn't catch the white claw when it was beamed in his fat gut. My so God. Trump supporting the morning console poll that was over the past month, and it has stayed between 45 and 50 percent. Well, DeSantis has hovered around 30 percent among Trump voters in the most recent poll. Uh, everyone says that DeSantis is the most comfortable second choice. Right. So then that does lead to the question of a Trump DeSantis potential ticket. Um, mm. If that's the second choice the people want. Right. I mean, I know they're part of the same party, but mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, the Republican, if they won, they would take the Democrat as their VP and so on and so forth. Maybe Trump is just like, well, I won, but you're my VP now. Ooh, and would oh. he even take that position? Because what know. a fucking nightmare that is. I don't know. Because then, you know, how suspicious he also, Trump would be the whole time, too. Like, well, DeSantis, what are you doing? What are you doing with that golf club? Oh, okay. Never mind. Well, also, golf. if you lose, right? Right. Oh, so, sure. And it's extremely possible that Trump would lose again 100%. to Joe Biden. There are some polling data that has Joe Biden up by as many as nine percentage points. But just going with the polling data, again, from the morning consult, uh, consult poll, Uh, This poll ended in January 7th of this year. It had Biden versus DeSantis at 43-43, very tight in the general if it was a national election, and Biden up 44 to 41. So that's kind of an interesting conundrum when the primary might not necessarily get you the candidate that is best aligned to win in the general. Right, yes, which happens Mm. obviously state by state all the time, but... At a national level, you got to think some of the Republican power brokers are probably watching it like, all right, well, Trump's more popular in the primary, but if he gets to a general, he's just going to tank again like he did in 2020. Right. I mean, it's how Rick Santorum won Iowa. Yes, exactly. And it's like, it's he not canceled happening. canceled everyone else out. <laughs> it's right. not happening, dude. Oh, boy. But Great documentary it, called Caucus on that. Yeah, <laughs> but it is kind of a fascinating phenomenon, the, just the way that we do our primary process. And if you are one of these parties... You know, back in the well, the Democrats do it more now where it's much more like you're next in line. Mm-hmm. You have it. You know, right, that's right, what happened right. with Hillary. That's why we got Joel. Sure. And the and Republicans used to be much more like they that. That's why we that. had, you know, John Bob McCain Dole, John Mitt McCain, Romney. Yes. Mitt Romney. It's like yep. your turn. You, 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 you waxed all the right wheels. And this is, you know, the shiny new uh, automobile you get to drive, uh, you know, in defeat to. into a ditch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but I just wonder now. Trump technically is that legacy candidate. Okay. Yeah. So Here, it's all kind of flipped in the Republican primary sense. Mm-hmm. Here's how it feels to me. It feels like Trump, probably by accident, just realized he has to stay in the game. He doesn't have to do anything. And Biden is over there fumbling the ball. 
Biden is over here, <laughs> you know, committing, keeping classified documents, doing all the so things, stupid. all the stupid things that we blame Trump to, for doing. Biden is doing so Trump. All he has to do is kind of just stay in the game, stay on the field. And the point numbers go up because you're watching Biden be an idiot and but fumble the then ball. Again, it works both ways, too. Right. When it comes to the classified, you know, scandal, DeSantis could use that against Biden. Ooh, Biden can use it against Trump. Right. Right. DeSantis exactly. could use it. But the Republicans don't give a shit. Ah, that's right. So but Democrats do. And that's what I think we're seeing. So, so yes, that, uh, it's fascinating <laughs> because, yes, DeSantis might be a weaker primary Republican candidate against Trump. But then federally, nationally, he would be a stronger candidate for the Republicans as a whole. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know what that's going to end up looking like, but it's just the start of 2023. And by... What do you think? August of this year. By summer, we'll have probably full candidates, at least on the Republican side. And I imagine Biden has already said that he's going to run for reelection. Yeah. Well, him and Jim uh, Clyburn, you know, they've been talking, obviously, again, as we mentioned, they moved the, uh, you know, the primary to South Carolina, South Carolina which is Joe Biden territory, you know. Yeah. But then again, all these people could just drop dead tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Opening the path for our next president, Anthony Devalda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's also been some talk that uh, Ms. Harris is coming off uh, quite well. I mean, I guess she doesn't have any secret documents. I don't know. That's but of true. course, polling data doesn't really shine too well on her. Maybe we're in the era of the vice president being the next president. Although, I mean, we have Joe Biden as president. He was the former vice president, so perhaps not. But I wonder if that is the catapult position that it used to be, because, again, Mike Pence sitting at eight percent, even though he so desperately wants to be president. That's a hard eight. With, with the Democrats, it always feels like they do the it's your turn thing. You know, Hillary, it's your turn, Hillary. And then, OK, Biden, it's your turn now. And OK, it was so. I, but I don't feel the same way about Harris. I don't mm. feel like they're going, oh, it's going to be Harris's turn next. Like they're they're not even really acknowledging they're not pushing it. Right. And then, I mean, there's well, they also, also gave her immigration, which uh, let's just say it's it, not going, it went going great. It's it went going great. great. Yeah. Yeah. Don't come here. Don't come here. (laughs) Don't come here. Okay. All right. Well, and also it just points out again, who could Trump potentially pick as his VP, uh, which we saw with Ted Cruz when he chose Carly Fiorina, right? Back in 2016. (laughs) So you kind of make it a package deal already. I know that was one of our... uh, I want him to pick Carrie Lake. It's going to be a total failure. I want it. It's either going to be Carrie Lake or uh, this new drag queen from Brazil, Katara. Oh, (laughs) Trump Lake. It's full of snakes. Also, just lastly, (laughs) because because, um, obviously the Republicans have control of the House. James Comer. He is the chair of the House Oversight and Accountability Commission uh, Committee. They're going to make the uh, Biden document scandal. This is going to be everywhere. Yes. For the next two years. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so losing the House really is going to it's going to be a painful experience. And there's going to be a lot of, you know, negative press and a lot of investigations and just a lot of minutia coming from Washington that will probably exhaust the American people. Right. What bothers me is that this will even lend more legitimacy to that one thing we love to talk about. That bunter, the hunter. No, bunter, bunter Biden. Bunter Biden. That's another pseudonym of George George Santos. Santos. I'm bunter Biden. (laughs) But that hunter Biden laptop, it's legitimacy. It lends it legitimacy. What You see the family's a bunch of documents stealing America hating. Yeah. No, Jim Jordan's going to have his day for sure. And he's going to bring in. Ironically, he's going to bring in as many people as he can in front of the Judiciary Committee that he's now in charge of um, under subpoena. And even though he ignored the subpoena that was given to him to go in front of him. So a fascinating time. Mm, All right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Intriguing episode indeed. We have a lot. We have a lot. We'll be back later on this week. Thanks for supporting all the shows on Sirius Radio, all the shows here on Last Podcast Network. And we have anything else? Hopefully, we're going to start showing Haley yourself at some point mm-hmm. around the California, maybe Phoenix area. Ooh. Travis Irvine, what do you got? Oh, I mean, we want more uh, good people to run for office. I mean, if George Santos can do it, a.k.a. Anthony DeBalda, we do need more good, decent people Katara. running for local office. Oh, Katara. Hey, what? Hold on. This check is bad. Whoa. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.